game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Vassay is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2578. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. By New Roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk. David Vesey. We are live. At Dodgers Stadium as the Dodgers get a win for the captain on his bobblehead night. The Dodgers defeat the Cardinals 6-2 on Austin Barnes' bobblehead night. What a big win for the captain who got the start behind the plate tonight and again did a great job working with Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw tonight outstanding 24 first pitch strikes. He had 24 consecutive first pitch strikes tonight just an outstanding performance from Kershaw who only threw 89 pitches tonight it was uh, really a great performance and it was the second highest first pitch strike percentage in a start of four innings or more since 2000 he actually had 25 first pitch strikes 24 straight after that ball one to Albert Pujols the second batter that he faced and after that it was 24 consecutive first pitch strikes and look in this day and age of analytics uh, I've talked about this with Nomar Garcia Parra before and he's pointed this out and it drives him up the wall any pitcher will tell you any hitter will tell you a first pitch strike is going to tilt the advantage to the pitcher. And Kershaw does it better than anybody, as was evident tonight. It's it's really that simple. First pitch strike, the pitcher is at a huge advantage. If you're a hitter, uh, you want to be aggressive early in counts against a guy like Kershaw, and that has been the Cardinals' game plan against him for as long as I can remember. Kershaw had all his pitches working tonight. He had his classic back foot to right-handed hitter slider working. He had his slider that has that cutter action against right-handed hitters. He had his curveball working. So all of his pitches were working really well tonight. Let's hear from the Dodger ace who spoke to reporters in front of his locker just moments ago. Well, it's always good to be a one. You know, I think uh, at times you got to be careful at one, especially uh, – you know, today Nolan got me a little fastball. You know, probably was too good of a pitch to him. He's too good of a hitter for that one. But, uh, you know, overall, definitely being ahead helps. Um, you know, you feel like if you're a one, you should be able to get the hitter out at that point. So, um, yeah, threw, threw a lot of strikes when I needed to. And uh, that's a good team over there. I mean, they, they swing the bats really well. Um, got a lot of right-handed power. Um, guys that are really swinging the bat well. So um, gave up a lot of hits tonight, which I'm not happy about. And obviously the homer, which wasn't great. But overall, it was okay. And, um Guys put up some runs early, which is huge for us, and get back in the win column. Considering there's only a few uh, starts left until the end of the, until the end of the regular season, uh, how important is it just to have outings like this as it gets closer to the end? Yeah, I mean you always want to pitch good, right? But um, you know, at the end of the day, like it's, I think when you've clinched already and you're probably going to have home field throughout. Um, everybody can start tinkering and be like, I want to be perfect for the playoffs. I want to be perfect. And that's not going to happen. You know, we're all going to be what we are going into the postseason and um, try not to worry about it too much and just try to make good pitches and get out there and pitch. 
What did these five starts this month do, though, to kind of assure you about your readiness for October, health-wise, performance-wise? I feel I feel good. Um, so physically, you know, check that box. You know, I feel like I've been able to bounce back pretty good. And this is my first start in regular rest and feel pretty good coming out of it, too. So, um, you know, physically, uh, no complaints there. And, um, you know, this was a good test, you know, faced a few good teams in there. So um, performance wise, there's obviously things that I would like to do better. But overall, you know, I think it's been it's been pretty good overall. That's a playoff team over there, a team you might see down the road in the postseason. Do you use that as a measuring stick, and do you hold anything back knowing you may see him again down the road? Or I don't have enough stuff to hold anything back, so I always throw what I have. And uh, You're right. I mean, they're a great team. We might see them in the postseason, and if that's the case, it'll most likely be the NLCS, so we're in a good spot. When you're facing Albert Pujols in a, I mean, could potentially be the last time you pitch against him, is there a thought that goes to your head in those moments? Um... Obviously, you're trying to compete in the moment, but, um, you know, I was so happy for Albert that he, you know, hit those two yesterday, especially. It was good to get that out of the way. Um, and uh, obviously, he didn't want it to be against our team, but I'm so happy that he got to 700. And um, I have a lot of respect for Albert. Got to play with him. I know him pretty well now, and um, I think he just goes about it the right way. And I had a ton of fun playing with him and playing against him. It's never been easy. So, um, you know, he got one hit off me tonight, and um, hopefully that's the last one ever. All right, there is Clayton Kershaw on Sportsnet LA after going six innings tonight with seven strikeouts. The only two runs he gave up was a two-run home run to Nolan Arenado, not Albert Pujols. Pujols was just one for four, and he was on base when Arenado went deep off of Kershaw in the sixth inning. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. By the way, uh, just to make it clear how good Kershaw has been in the month of September, Five starts, 3-0 with an ERA of 180. He has 36 strikeouts and only five walks. That's very Kershaw-esque. And look, with the news now that Dustin May has a lower back injury, and who knows what that means. Does that mean, you know, coming off uh, having extra rest due to right arm soreness, this is a compensation for anything? Is he going to be ready for the NLDS? How much is he going to be ready for the NLDS? This goes back to Clayton Kershaw. Everybody is was so quick to write off Kershaw a couple of different times this season and this year. And here we are on the eve of the postseason. And it looks like the Dodgers are going to have to do what they have done his entire 15-year career. And that's rely heavily on Clayton Kershaw. Ever since, what, 2013, Kershaw has shouldered the burden of very thin bullpens, very thin starting rotations for a lot of different reasons. And here we are again. The Dodger pitching staff is very thin because of injuries. Tony Gonsolin is going to pitch two innings next Tuesday for Oklahoma City. Outside of Julio Urias and Clayton Kershaw, can you tell me a definitive starting pitcher for the Dodgers in the postseason, I can't tell you one. I know Tyler Anderson's been great all year, but the Dodgers have been very murky about his role. Uh, so for me, again, this is not a bad thing, but for all of you that were so quick to write off Kershaw, and a lot of you were so quick to write off Justin Turner before the month of June, you don't count guys out, especially future Hall of Famers. And here you are again, Dodger fan. 
you're going to have to rely heavily on Clayton Kershaw if you want to win the World Series because, let's face it, a lot of injuries to this Dodger pitching staff, not just the starting rotation, but pitching staff. Blake Trinan probably is not going to pitch again this year. Tony Gonsolin probably going to be limited. Now Dustin May. Uh, maybe 30 minutes before first pitch, we found out he was going on the injured list with a lower back injury. That's not a good sign either. So here we are again. Clayton Kershaw is going to have to shoulder the burden in the postseason and go where, wherever it takes him and wherever it takes the Dodgers. Here was Dave Roberts after the game discussing the injury to Dustin May and how long it may keep him out. Yeah, so uh, Dustin's got a little bit of uh, it, it's it's a back. I don't know if it's uh, oblique. It's something where huh? it's not the arm, and um, it's the left side of his body. And uh, the oblique's in the front. I, I don't want to say SI. It's something like that where we just felt that um, he's going to be able to play catch again in the next couple of days. But then you're talking about the buildup um, and time missed. So if you're looking at the buildup to get him back, um, IL made sense. And so uh, he should be back to the, uh, you know, the week after the season and kind of throwing and, and pitching again. Uh, so he's still certainly, uh, we're expecting to be back for the uh, DS. But, uh, you know, that's just the, the, the right thing to do right now. It was, uh, I learned about it right after the start. Um, so there was no sign of it in his bullpen uh, that he had prior in San Francisco, I think it was, and then the start day, and then going through the start, there were no signs of it. So it was after the start that we learned about it. What does this say about his postseason role? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that if you talk about the role, certainly, um, again, that's sort of contingent on how long he's going to be down. But I think it's fair to say that it's shortened as far as the length that he can give us. Um, but if he's healthy, then it's still a weapon. All right, that was manager Dave Roberts. Uncertain about what Dustin May's injury is, the Dodgers put out a press release before the game saying it was his lower back, and then Dave Roberts said it was an area of the body, maybe oblique, that just doesn't add up. I mean, come on. Let, we were all listening to that, right? Did that add up to you? Basically what it comes down to, Dustin May is not going to make a pitch the rest of the regular season. Uh, between now and next or two Wednesdays from now, he's not making another pitch for the Dodgers in the regular season. And the Dodgers like to play injuries close to the vest. They believe that if they go public with an injury and be transparent with their players' injuries, that it gives the other team, potential playoff opponent, an edge. You can argue, maybe, you can argue that's absolutely crazy, but the facts are they are not going to be transparent with this injury. So until we see Dustin May throw in a simulated game or live batting practice during that five-day layoff between the end of the regular season and the start of the NLDS, uh, it's up in the air. And that's why I said, here you are again, having to rely on Clayton Kershaw and Julio Urias especially. And I actually wrote out during the game 13 pitchers that would make the postseason roster. This is just David Vasse's list. 
it obviously starts with Kershaw and Urias, Tyler Anderson, Evan Phillips, Tommy Canely, Alex Vesia, Andrew Heaney, Chris Martin, Bruce Dargraderall, Yency Almonte, who pitched his second rehab game yesterday for Oklahoma City. And because the pitching staff is so thin, I do have Craig Kimbrell as maybe the 13th pitcher and Kayla Ferguson on the playoff roster as well. How can I pen in Dustin May or Tony Gonsolin right now? You just can't. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Marty in Northridge. You're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Marty. Hey, Dave. Good evening. Thanks for taking the call. Enjoy your show. Uh, Long-time season ticket holder, so last night was very special. Enjoyed seeing uh, Albert do his thing. But tonight, uh, Kirsch and the boys flipped the script. It was a great game tonight. Question is about Will Smith, big fan. Uh, what is his uh, average when he's DHing versus when he's catching in the game? Is he a, a better hitter when he's DHing? I'd have to look that up. I don't know that number off the top of my head, but I have said this from the beginning of the season that I feel like the Dodger lineup with Will Smith as the DH and on certain nights when the Dodgers want Austin Barnes catching a pitcher, I feel like that's a a really good lineup, and it was evident tonight. And don't sleep on Austin Barnes. He's been uh, heating up at the plate whenever he's gotten his opportunities. I believe in his last 12 games he's hitting almost 400, so – uh, that that lineup is really good with both those guys in it. Yeah, I I agree. We thought tonight could be their playoff lineup short of uh, uh, JT playing third base. That, that's a good lineup for them. And Freddie Freeman not in the starting lineup tonight because of uh, feeling under the weather. So that's another big miss from the Dodgers tonight. But certainly, um, Will Smith, that's the luxury of having the DH in the National League, Marty, isn't it? Absolutely, and Barnes is no uh, number two. He's like a number one A catcher. He really is. He's having a better season than most starting catchers out there, so he really is having a good year. Did you get your Austin Barnes bobblehead, the captain? Of course. Of course, i got to add it to my massive collection of bobbleheads. Do you feel like it's lifelike? Well, I, what I am surprised, though, is that his, it was his first bobblehead ever. It was. It shouldn't be that surprising. Usually backup catchers don't get one, but uh, he caught the last out. That's what that is uh, representing of the World yeah, Series. Great. Thanks, And Dave. by the way, Marty, I got your answer for you. Will Smith, as a DH this season coming into the game tonight, had an OPS of almost 1,200 with seven home runs and 18 RBIs, hitting 333. So Will Smith can hit, <laughs> period. That's fantastic. I knew he did well as a DH. Thanks for that. All right, Marty. Thanks for the phone call. You enjoy that Austin Barnes bobblehead. Let's go out to Robert, who was at Dodger Stadium tonight for the captain's bobblehead. Hi, Robert. You're on Dodger Talk. Hey, David. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. Great fans, too, and a great bounce back from last night. Uh, And, you know, even with all the Cardinals fans, I mean, I had some that were with us as guests, and they said, yeah, around the country that the – Opinion of Dodger fans went up. Appreciate how Pujols, uh, you know, spoke about the fans yesterday and you know had his time yesterday. And you know, you, you talked about and I want to shout out the Kershaw. Yeah, we it's Kershaw Day and wearing the jersey and every game we're wearing the jersey. It's Kershaw Day. But uh, you know, what what for the closer? You know, you, you talked about your 13 pitchers. 
Vessia is not on that list. Yeah, I had Vessia on it. Oh, pardon. Uh, you know, who's who's your thoughts on closer Phillips? Well, the the thing is, Robert, you can't have Phillips close for you exclusively because likely there is going to be no Blake Trinan. There is no Daniel Hudson. So Evan Phillips continues to be that fireman to put out fires in the sixth inning, maybe the seventh inning. And who knows what we saw tonight? Tommy Canely pitching the ninth inning. I don't believe that was a coincidence, them getting Canely used to pitching the final three outs. Who knows? Canely might be that guy. You're right. Who knows? You're right. Well, we're looking forward to it. And, hey, some great games still coming up uh, to, you know, get it. But it's about, the, the, you know, the postseason. But, no uh, doubt. Thanks for taking my call. Shout out, shout out to the Charter Spectrum and FS Residential Crews out there. All right, Robert. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Dodgers beat the Cardinals tonight 6-2 to to win their 105th game of the season. Uh, it's funny the Dodgers did that tonight because they became the first team since the 44 Cardinals to have three full seasons of winning 105 games. So they did that tonight with baseball's best record on Austin Barnes' bobblehead night. And it was great to see Austin's family from Riverside out here throwing out the first pitch. His dad, while he was holding Austin's son Royce, throwing out the first pitch to Austin's brother with Austin's beautiful wife, Nicole, on the side there. And uh, it was a good night for the Barnes family and an even better night for the Dodgers as they defeat the Cardinals 6-2. to two. And like I said last night, it wasn't just hyperbole. Clayton Kershaw was going to come out here tonight and restore order. The Dodgers had not been playing with a lot of energy. Obviously not a lot to play for, harder to get up. Some guys may be run down mentally and physically. I feel like I'm seeing that with Trey Turner. I can't believe Trey Turner was out here before the game yesterday and today hitting for 30 minutes off a hitting machine. This guy's played virtually every day, nine innings, and he's out here 30-plus minutes hitting off a hitting machine. Uh, Just incredible, and I feel like you know, maybe he could use those five days from the end of the regular season to the start of the NLDS. But uh, Clayton Kershaw, when he pitches, the level of focus goes to a different level. And you knew after Pujols hit 700 last night, everything got moved forward. And it was going to be back to playing baseball and trying to win a game. And with him on the mound, that certainly is always a little extra heightened focused for the Dodgers. 866-987-2570. Dodgers beat the Cardinals tonight 6-2 by hitting three home runs. Miguel Vargas homered for his first career major league home run. Trace Thompson also homered in the second inning. Will Smith had a triple and a home run. He was two for three tonight. Smith's home run came in the first inning with two outs. And speaking of home runs... Look, baseball in 2022 is about slug. Don't get it twisted. The Dodgers are a slugging team. Uh, They don't try to swing for the fences collectively, but the home runs do come through the process, sometimes more than others. The Dodgers, with their 105 wins, 82 of them have come when they have homered in a game. Let's go out to Mission Viejo. Bill, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Bill. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, we're talking about the uh, pitching staff depth. Yeah, like last night, seeing Haney give up the long ball again, he can't be trusted for postseason if he's giving up so many long balls. And 
I'm not sure about Bickford either, even though he's shown a couple of nice spots there during the past week. Uh, he was given up the gopher ball too. And my question is, uh, is are those two uh, guys like on the bubble or is Bickford more of a possibility than Haney? Well, I feel like Andrew Heaney is going to be on the playoff roster. Look, like I said, the Dodgers are running out of pitchers. Uh, Years past, they had more than 13 or 14 that they could put on this roster. But because of the injuries and question marks now to Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin, um, there's a chance that Craig Kimbrell makes this roster. And I certainly believe Andrew Heaney will be on this roster coming out of the bullpen, Bill. Yeah, well, that's okay. Bull, bullpen, not start. And the other question is, actually, it's a comment. Uh, it's funny how last night uh, the ominous uh, pitcher, you know, pitcher that gives up the 700th home run. There's more trivia than what was mentioned. Uh, Al Downing gave up uh, Hank Aaron's uh, record breaker. So it is, it's, you know, it's been an all Dodger affair with those two. Yep, no doubt. Thanks a lot for the phone call, Bill. And Al Downing would get a phone call on the anniversary of Hank Aaron's record-setting a home run every year. And uh, at times, he would get tired of people calling him just on that day. First-hand experience right there. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Speaking of the Dodgers pitching staff and the closer and the bullpen, Craig Kimbrell was notified yesterday in a conversation with Dave Roberts that he no longer will be in the role of Dodger closer. And today before the game, he sat at his locker and answered questions about his new role. Well, I'm looking at it as an opportunity to get right um, at this point. Um, You know, I I think uh, I got something to go out there and prove and show that what I can still do. And, uh, you know, I think this kind of frees it up to uh, get in there and opportunities and make it happen. And, uh, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not very happy with a lot of my performances up to this point, but um, I'm also the one to tell you that 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 can change and it can get better. So um, I'm just focusing on that and making my pitches and doing what I can to get to the point uh, where I can be effective every single time I get out there. Do you feel like some of those struggles this year have sort of been magnified by the fact that you're pitching the ninth inning? There's more focus, more scrutiny, obviously, just on each outing. Um, no, I mean, I don't, I'm not taking it any different. I think, I think over the years that, you know, I, I've I've pitched other than the ninth inning, um, and I think there was a time in my career where it was different, and, and I had a hard time handling it. But uh, over the last couple of years, I've, I've I've lost my job. I've had to throw the seventh and eighth inning. I've traded last year was was asked to throw the seventh eighth inning um you know i think there's there's been times uh, where i've you know been successful at it and then times that i haven't i'm gonna look at this as an opportunity to get right and be successful at it um going into the playoffs um there's a lot of beginnings and they're not always in the ninth um i, I want to open myself up to say that i can go in there and get big outs whenever that is um and i'm going to use this as an opportunity to get better at it and to do it um, get more confident at going in there and um, getting a guy out when he's on second base and, and doing things like that. Um, and I mean, But at the end of the day, it's just make my pitches, uh, uh, have confidence with my fastball, and uh, just attack guys. Um, and that's about it. I'm not chasing saves, I'm chasing wins. Um, we, have, we have a lot of wins to get. Um, there's been a lot of save opportunities um, all year long that guys have gotten the opportunity to do. 
Um, right now, uh, I think this is an opportunity for guys to step into some roles. Um, just like my opportunity um, came to close out games young in my career, I think I think uh, when you get the opportunity to step into that role, you have to, you have to um, embrace it, um, but want it at the same time. So we're going to see a lot of that here in the next um, couple of games. And um, I mean, I don't think I'm done closing, but right now uh, I'm going to get right and uh, get back to it. All right, that was Craig Kimbrell before tonight's game talking about his new role with the Dodgers, which is not as closer. 866-987-2570. Look, Craig Kimbrell's had a lot of issues against left-handed hitters. He's been uh, inconsistent striking his breaking ball. That has gotten him into trouble. So I still see a role for him on this playoff roster. I just don't see it in high leverage situations, whether it's the sixth inning or ninth inning. I just don't see it. 866-987-2570. He could still get right-handers out. There is still a role, and I'm sure groupings of hitters, the Dodgers envision to bring in Kimbrell. I just don't see it in high leverage situations. We're going to take a time out here on Dodger Talk. When we come back, more of your phone calls. Plus, Jose Moto will join us after the Dodgers win their 105th game of the season, 6-2 over the Cardinals on AM570 LA Sports. On air at AM570, online at am570lasports.com, and available by podcast on the iHeartRadio app. This is Dodger Talk with David Bassett. One ball, one strike, Montgomery deals. And Vargas with a shot to left center field. That one is well hit, and that one is gone! Miguel Vargas with his first big league home run. He's got a smile from ear to ear as he arrives at home plate. And the Dodgers have a 4-0 lead. Miguel Vargas, his first big league home run. Albert Pujols hits his 700th home run last night. Miguel Vargas goes deep for the first time in his young career tonight. A two-run home run to help the Dodgers beat the Cardinals tonight, 6-2. Welcome back to Dodger Talk. David Vasse with you until the bottom of the hour after the Dodgers improve baseball's best record to 105 wins and only 47 losses. Daniels Jewelers Home Run Forecast congratulates James Costin of Los Angeles who receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am 57 LASports.com slash home run. It was great to see a lot of former Dodgers out here at the ballpark the last couple of days. Yesterday, we saw Adrian Beltre uh, watching batting practice. Today, we saw former Dodger Nick Punto watching batting practice. That's right, Shredder Punto was in the house. Uh, he was here to see his former teammate that helped uh, win the World Series in 2011. That was Albert Pujols and Skip Schumacher is the bench coach. He joined us on the pregame show. Punto and Schumacher were such big uh, influences on the 2013 Dodgers team. The first to start this string of 10 unprecedented successful years for the Dodgers. And I remember it was my second year hosting or co-hosting Dodger Talk in 2013 and Punto and Schumacher would be carpool mates driving from Dodger Stadium back to their homes in Orange County, and they would text me 
off-the-wall words to get into the show. And Kevin Kennedy was co-hosting the show with me then, and uh, they would give me words that made no sense and dare me to find a way to work it in. One night, the word was periwinkle, and I worked it into a sentence, and Kevin couldn't believe it. He's like, what are you talking about? But Punto and Schumacher were laughing all their way down to Orange County. So those were some of the uh, inside jokes we used to have with that fun 2013 Dodgers team. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to the phones. Jose Moda. Jose, you're on Dodger Talk. Great to have you on again. And it sure is fun watching these 2022 Dodgers. Hey, uh, by the way, I mean, Kirstey, Dave, as you described, there's something special about Kirstey, man. It reminds me of the days with, like, Pedro Martinez in Boston. They used to say, like, oh, who's pitching tonight? Oh, it's San Pedro, not Pedro Martinez. St. Pete. And, like, Roger Clemens and Rocket Day, I think, overall, the intensity goes up. Uh, the level of awareness goes up. You see number 22 take the mound, man. It's like, okay, what could he show us today? that's going to make us remember this night. And tonight, it was, as you described so beautifully, first pitch strike, something that uh, young players, young pitchers, of course, would like to do more of. But for a guy that does not throw as hard as he used to, he does not nibble, knows how to get it done. And on one man makes you so defensive in the batter's box that it works for anybody at any level. His curveball was really good tonight, too. I mean, he was finishing that curveball tonight. He threw it. 19 times. That's more than he's thrown it in quite some time, Jose. Yeah, you know what he's doing now, too, with the curveball is um, last time out he threw it as, as slow as 71 miles an hour, you know, offsetting that fastball by 21 miles per hour differential. Uh, tonight was like 74 pretty much on the average, but he threw it in situations where he had more bite and not as slow, and he had guys committed. I mean, uh, Pujols and, and those guys just did not look very good with it, but I mean, what an expert and, and what a just a detailed type pitcher that understands what to do with a baseball at those situations. And then obviously going back to the best formula, when you are 0-1, you can do so many more things because the hitter being 0-1 makes him spread the zone a little bit more. And before you know it, you have 0-2 or you have 1-2. No doubt. It really gives the pitcher the leverage in any at-bat, any count, and for Kershaw, I think the best way, Jose, to describe him is precise. He is so precise with his pitches, even though he doesn't throw 95 or 96 anymore. Precision, I mean, you talk about the delivery that is not one that you can go out there and copy. But, Dave, I think you know better than any of us, this guy works at his craft. Uh, there's nothing that happens by accident. He understands that even playing catch, there's a purpose. And, you know, the great pitchers in baseball, and I've heard so many great stories about some of the great ones. It's like you got to go out there and play catch before the game with one of those guys as a young pitcher, and you better have a plan because they'll call you out and say, okay, we're playing catch for what? Clayton Kershaw has a purpose at every single thing, and that's why he is so precise and why he hits spots, and that's why he challenges himself to be better each time out. And against this lineup, I think, is a great test because – this is a playoff team. Uh, third time around, they made a little bit more contact, but overall his stuff just played well in any part of the ballgame. I know he could have got another inning if needed in the playoffs. Jose Moda is joining us after the Dodgers defeat the Cardinals 6-2 to and also learn that Dustin May is done for the regular season with what the Dodgers are calling it a lower back injury. 
What do you make of this, Jose, and how does this change the complexion of what Dustin May can do for the Dodgers in the NLDS if he's healthy? I think what you have to do is say somebody needs to step up, and I think it's opportunities. I mean, in a clubhouse, for somebody, say, an Andrew Heaney that wants to be part of the rotation, it's like, okay, uh, here's your chance. Now you got to get better yourself too. But as you mentioned also and described, uh, Dave, we know we're not going to see him uh, the rest of the regular season. If it's an issue where he's not out and he's able to play catch in the next three or four days and it can keep that arm fresh and loose, at least maybe get him to know and, and get him extended to at least four innings, that's not a bad thing at this point. Obviously, you want to have him go five or six innings, you know, a perfect world, but it's not what they're dealing with right now. And I think the options are that uh, if they have to be left-handed heavy, you know, Anderson, Urias, and Kershaw, so be it. Go out there and, you know, test those arms. And, you know, these are not just three, any three lefties. These are three lefties that could be very tough on any lineup. But the case for Dustin May, I would hope, Dave, that um, with, with Gonsolin, he's at least able to you know, patch up, and those guys can give you at least six innings in a start. Hey, Jose, look, we're, we're starting to come down to the final 10 games of the regular season. There's not a lot of time to build up. Tony Gonsolin is scheduled to throw two innings at Oklahoma City on Tuesday. We know the NLDS does not start until October 11th. How realistic is it to believe that Gonsolin will be built up to even five innings by the beginning of the first round of the postseason? I don't think that's expected, and I don't think that's expected from anybody. Um, and when I meant, you know, six innings, I'm talking like combined Gonsolin and May can give you those innings if they need to in any particular game. But for Gonsolin, hopefully also, if he's going to go two to begin with, that's probably shooting for four or five at the max, but for four in a playoff game is what you're going to have to get out of him. But Dave is getting quite interesting. There's no, no, you know, no, no word around it, no way to work around it. Is reality hits you in the face. You got to deal with what you have and understand that uh, if, if those guys become very good long relievers for you, if that's their best role because of their health, then go out there and use it and maximize it the best you can. All right, Jose. Great to meet your brother Danny tonight. Great to see your dad as always, Manny Moda, and always great to have you on the show. Thanks a lot for checking in. Have a good night, buddy. There he goes, Jose Moda. Great insight on the Dodgers pitching staff as they get closer to October. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. You know, it's funny, Clayton Kershaw was so good tonight with all of his pitches. 19 curveballs, 36 fastballs, and 33 sliders. I'll tell the story that I told on the broadcast with Joe and Oral on Monday night on Sportsnet LA. Andy McCullough wrote a story in The Athletic about how good Kershaw is even at this stage of his career. And there was a quote from Ross Stripling that said, hey, don't ever call his slider a cutter because he'll, you know, basically chew your head off. Well, I made that mistake uh, a a few years ago on Dodger Talk because I could say this now. Once Howie Kendrick left the Dodgers, he's a right-handed hitter. He told me Kershaw's slider that doesn't dip to the back foot of right-handed hitters has cutter action. It looks like a cutter. He could call it a slider all he wants, but to right-handed hitters, it looks like a cutter. So for, I would say, a couple of starts in 2016 or 2017, I was calling Kershaw's slider that looks that way a cutter. And when I walked into the clubhouse the day after that Dodger talk show, 
Rich Hill's locker was the first one when you first walk in, and Rich saw me. He's like, oh, Dave, uh, I don't know. Um, Kirsch is looking for you. He's not happy. And then I walk in a little deeper into the clubhouse, and Ross Stripling used to have a locker close to Kershaw, and he said, howdy, Dave. Uh, uh, Kershaw's looking for you. He's not too happy. So, uh, you know, I was like, oh, what's the problem? And they were telling me, oh, they – he didn't like you uh, calling his uh, slider a cutter. So I didn't see Kershaw the rest of that period that the media was allowed in the clubhouse. And I walk out onto the field when betting practice is getting ready to start. And Kershaw's walking out to the outfield and he says, Hey, Dave, if you ever call my slider a cutter, you can finish the sentence. So there's my Kershaw slider slash cutter story. 866-987-2570. Let's take one more phone call before we say goodnight. Alex in Corona, you're on Dodger Talk. Walk us off tonight, Alex. What's going on, Dave? Um, I just thought, I was just thinking about the injuries for the pitching staff, and I, I was wondering if it was a good idea to bring up uh, Bobby Miller as he just had a 14 strikeout performance his last time down in the minors. I don't think it's a bad idea, you know, with the ceiling so high to eat up some innings this September. And maybe if he does good. This September? September's over, Alex. Wake wake me up when September ends, which is in just a, two weeks. There's ten more games to go. September's over. I don't see that happening, Alex. I'm sorry. This is not a Frankie Rodriguez situation. The D- Angels, back in 02, called up Frankie at the beginning of September. Uh, there's just not enough time for that. I, I just don't see that happening. You see any, you know, young minor leaguers getting the chance, you know, maybe Pepio making the postseason roster? Maybe. Maybe Pepio uh, that we've seen already. He's got to learn how to harness his fastball to be able to be effective, especially in a playoff game. But I wouldn't rule it out. The guys that you've seen this year, if the Dodgers are, you know, banged up for their 13th pitcher on a playoff roster, possibly, possibly. Thanks a lot for the phone call. Appreciate it. That'll do it for us on Dodger Talk tonight. Coming up tomorrow, one of those young Dodger pitchers that we've seen this season will be on the mound. Michael Grove, making his fifth major league start of his career, will be on the mound against the St. Louis Cardinals. And one of the best, Adam Wainwright, who is 11-10 with an ERA of 338. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at noon. First pitch at 110 in the series finale between the Dodgers and Cardinals. Thanks to Dwayne McDonald out here at Dodger Stadium. Thanks to Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios. And thanks to you for listening. In case you missed any of the show, you can download it on the iHeartRadio app. And don't forget to wear periwinkle when you go to sleep tonight. Once again, the final score, the Dodgers defeat the Cardinals 6-2. Have a great night. See ya.